Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, a registered investment advisor. America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker, Scott Kirshner, and Mr. Chaz Price. Here's how you reach out to the show, 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030 online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. My name is Chris Swan. On today's show, we're going to find out whether men or women are better at investing. We're going to talk about money decisions that we've come to regret. And who do you trust when you're looking for financial advice? But before we jump into any of that, got to check in. Uh, Scott, Chaz, glad to be with you as always. How are you doing this weekend? Yeah, we're doing very, very well. I just want to put our listeners and you, Chris, at ease. Nolan is back safe and sound. He's not recording with us today, but uh, he did make the deserted island without <laughs> any serious issues. Uh, I will tell you this real quick. It was really funny. He, uh, My wife and I have been watching Shark Week, uh-huh. um, and we've been following, you know, I mean, it's crazy. So, I mean, that That's a whole nother topic of discussion. But Nolan, when he gets to the deserted island, he sends a picture of a shark and he says, uh, this is what we have to deal with. And when he got back, I was talking to him. He says, there were sharks all over the place. Oh. And I told him about Shark Week and I said, there's no, that's a hard no uh, <laughs> yeah. on, on my part. But uh, no, we're doing well. We're uh, glad to be back on the radio today. And um, Chaz, uh, once again, thank you for uh, for joining in. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. And uh, hopefully, I, even though Nolan made it back, I'll still get to hang out with you guys a little bit. Absolutely. Um, if finance doesn't work out, he's probably got a, a promising career in um, Naked and Afraid or something. <laughs> Naked and Afraid. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to bring it up. I, I was like, oh, oh, Nolan's not with us. I, I think he's okay. I feel like they would have brought that up. But, <laughs> yeah. but no, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. And uh, more power to him because, again, not my thing, but I'm glad he and his kids are back and safe and without any extra shark bites, missing limbs, or things like that. But sure, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Uh, you know, who do you usually turn to when you have a money question? According to the annual Retirement Confidence Survey, the most popular source of financial advice is family and friends. But isn't that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, isn't that kind of like asking your aunt Edna for advice on how to treat your high blood pressure? You know, isn't, um, wasn't an aunt Edna on uh, the Griswolds? I believe so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, that, that's that's a great question. And, and uh, as you know, all of our listeners out there know that uh, we've done many, many segments on why and the importance of having a financial advisor and, and what they bring to the table. And Chaz, this is your lane. I'm going to let you run with it. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, this was an interesting read for me. And I always learn something coming on the show and preparing for our segments. According to that retirement confidence survey from the Employee Benefit Research Institute, less than 27% of the American population actually gets advice from qualified financial professionals. Hmm. And and I thought that that was really mind-blowing. Kind of reminding me of a quote, one of my favorite comedians, George Carlin, used to say, he said, some people have no idea what they're talking about, and a lot of them are really good at it. I mean, (laughs) that's what you run into when you get advice from, you know, family, friends, some people get advice online, Uh, they do their own research. I'll use the quotations, uh, financial gurus, people in the media. But the real issue is that these decisions that you're making with retirement are gonna affect your life. And they're gonna affect your everyday uh, life in many ways, both personally and financially. 
and retirement should really be enjoyable. And it's important if you're going to plan on enjoying it that you make the right financial decisions. And so that's what a financial advisor can do is help you avoid some mistakes and some pitfalls that are common. And so I wanted to talk just real quickly about a couple mistakes that we see often that when we meet with people that have, you know, have done some financial planning on their own and kind of come in to help us fix it, like trying to do your hair. And then finally you decide, you know, you got to go to the beautician to have fixed whatever <laughs> mistakes you tried to do on your own. The first mistake is taking Social Security too early. I think that's mm-hmm. the number one mistake that we see people either do or contemplating. We've actually had people that started collecting Social Security and we've advised them to pay it back. We talked about that in a previous segment in detail. So if you want to learn more about what the implications are and, and how you uh, can pay Social Security back if you did in fact take it early, but uh, by taking Social Security early, let's say at 62 when you're first eligible, you really lock yourself into a much lower benefit for the rest of your life compared to waiting till age 65 or 67, which is what we refer to as your full retirement age. Your monthly payments could be anywhere you know, between 20 to 30 percent higher for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Right. And then you wait even longer till age 70. Then you get an additional 32% increase on your monthly Social Security benefit. The point here is that don't just start taking Social Security just because you're eligible. It might make a lot of sense to delay it and possibly even draw on some of your your other assets first. One thing I'll add, you know, it's a kind of a misconception out there. A lot of people say, oh, when you say full retirement age, it means I have to retire in order to collect. That's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. You can retire and not take Social Security if your finances and your budget allows you to do so. So that's, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody, remind everybody of that because we run into that a lot and say, well, I have to work until I'm 70, so I won't take it. No, you can retire anytime you want. So don't take Social Security. (laughs) And on the other side of that coin, correct me if I'm wrong, just because you can take Social Security if you are still working, uh, you may want to consider not doing so. You know, if people out there, they, they fear that, oh, Social Security mm-hmm. is going to run out of money in 2035. I better get what I can while I can. But sure. uh, then you run into the the possibility of having to pay taxes on it, having to give that money back. And that is something you, you surely want to avoid. So again, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. There's hundreds upon hundreds of different ways to claim Social Security. And, and that is why, you know, having somebody, a professional, help you with that to figure out what is going to be best for you is, is really better advised than, you know, again, your Aunt Edna or someone at church, one of your friends, one of your neighbors, things like that. Absolutely. Also, to that point, you lose money, you lose benefits, actually, if you take it too early. And we right. talked about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you there's a reduction of one dollar of your benefits mm-hmm. for every two dollars in income you make over a, a limit of working. So one of the other mistakes that we see people make a lot in the finance world is not investing aggressively enough. So I, I actually think I'd, I'm probably a victim of this myself. Coming into the industry in 2001, I almost have 20 years of experience. My first year out of college was the tech wreck or the dot-com bubble burst where we had all these dot-com companies, dot-com at the end of their name, and mm-hmm. they were making money somehow, but there were no revenues. Then fast forward seven years later, 08 and 09, the Great Recession, and then 2020, the, the pandemic. So I think it's caused me to be somewhat of a conservative investor, certainly um, not ultra aggressive, but there's obviously going to be the tendency for a retiree to want to be conservative in those circumstances. If they've lived through the last 20 years as well, they may have even been tempted to t- just cash their investments out as soon as they get to retirement. Mm-hmm. But that is not a wise decision to make. 
because retirement to me, and I don't know how you feel about it, Scott, but retirement is not the end of the journey. It's, it's really the beginning. I Absolutely. Mean, they say every day is a Saturday in retirement, right? So when you spend the most money is a Saturday. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that a 65 year old man has a 41% chance of living to 85. And then a 20% chance if they get to 85, that they're going to live to age 90. A 65 year old woman has a 53% chance of getting to 85 and then a 32% chance of going to 90. So when you put a married couple together, your chances of living into your nineties are a lot more increased. Mm -hmm. So you definitely do need to um, continue to invest with retirement in mind and, and making sure that you know that retirement is not the end of your financial life. You do need to invest a portion of your nest egg for growth. Now, the percentage that should be in growth really depends on a lot of different factors, which the advisors here at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you figure out so that you're not too conservative, which ultimately re result in running out of money, which mm -hmm. is losing the game. That's our number one goal is not to lose the game. And then lastly, the, the number one mistake I think I see is people not meeting with a financial planner. You know, we've talked about it in previous segments. People just aren't prepared for retirement in general. I mean, the average American has only about $10,000 saved for retirement. And so, you know, the That's fact... That's not enough? Yeah, not enough. <laughs> oh, Unless, I don't know where maybe you could retire in a You can have a really country. short retirement. That's not a good idea yeah. either. Exactly. The deserted island where no it's one like was. It's like a nice weekend for you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you really need to get the uh, engaged with the financial planner, a qualified advisor, a certified financial planner personally, and I would recommend them because we're kind of trained on a lot of different issues, estate planning, tax. But you need to get with your advisor as soon as possible to you know just give you a shot and to make sure that you're not uh, letting your pride or just spending a little bit of money on an advisor deter you from meeting your financial goals. And so the bottom line is if you don't know exactly what your retirement is going to look like, you need to get with a financial advisor and talk through a couple of different scenarios, whether it be, you know, should I relocate? Should we refinance the house? When should we take Social Security? How much taxable, tax-free and, and tax deferred money should we have and help us kind of look at those different scenarios, figure out which one makes the most sense for your finances with your advisor, depending no matter what path you decide to take. Chaz, thanks. That's a lot of great information. And, you know, uh, I looked at that survey as well, and, and it's, it's kind of crazy, the numbers that are out there. You know, 35% of people are asking family and friends. You know, 35% look online. Church, religious centers, 6% people up there. Financial experts are gurus in the media. You yeah. know, we're in the media, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know... Present company excluded, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I'm not a guru, that's for sure. Not on this. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of different areas out there where people, um, you know, head for advice. And, uh, you know, you're selling yourself short if you don't at least get those opinions and even, a, you know, a second opinion from a, a qualified financial advisor. Yeah. That 27%, uh, that about a quarter of the population out there turning to a financial advisor is shocking to me. Not mm -hmm. so much that people are turning to family and friends. You, you always run things by them first, but there should be an additional step beyond that. Like, I love my mom and dad. I talk to them very often and, mm -hmm. and advice. You know, if there's something wrong with the garbage disposal, I'm trying to figure it out, I'll ask my dad. But when it comes to planning for retirement, planning for 20, 30 years, instead of doing that, turning to someone who's maybe retired once and, and is, is still in it, honestly, why not turn to a team that has been doing this for decades upon decades of combined industry experience. It is called America's Retirement Headquarters. Why not talk to a professional? Again, 
you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't ask your aunt Edna, yes, from the Griswolds. I did look it up to verify, by the way, the, to treat your high blood pressure. You know, you you wouldn't talk to them about your medical concerns. So why would you do the, the same thing when it comes to your finances? And, and uh, again, what what can account for twenty plus thirty years of your retirement? It's as simple as picking up the phone and giving a call to speak with professionals. Take that next step. You know, if you've already talked to family members, that's fine. But the next step, defer to professionals. Get that second opinion. 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030 to set up a time to speak with America's Retirement Headquarters. Or you can go online to the website as well, americasretirementheadquarters.com. When we come back from the break, it's Battle of the Sexes time. The question, who makes better investing decisions, men or women? We're going to talk about it when we come back. There was a time when the answer was... A million dollars. 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 The question, how much is a lot of money? Think about this. During the 80s, there were about 500,000 millionaires in the U.S. Today, there are over 18.6 million. There are millions of millionaires. The point is this. If you've saved a million dollars for retirement, congratulations. But even if you haven't, that's your fortune. Whether you carry that label of middle-class millionaire or not, Nolan Baker and the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can show you how to take those hard-earned dollars and create years of retirement happiness. When you do the math on your retirement, it's more about the number you get per month than the amount you've saved. Call America's Retirement Headquarters at 419-794-3030. That's 419-794-3030. Or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. That was the first single from Elton John's classic Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album. He released Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting this week back in 1973 in Although you think it was a big hit, it's actually one of the few Elton John hits that never reached the top 10 in America. And a uh, matter of fact, possibly because some radio stations refused to play it because they were afraid or well, it might incite violence. Welcome back to America's Retirement <laughs> Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. 419-794-3030 is the number. 419-794-3030. Now, when we were young and just starting out, we were told we needed life insurance to protect our families. But Kiplinger says life insurance can also be an effective tool for retirement planning. How does that work, guys? Life insurance, there's a lot of different views and perspectives on life insurance. Uh, I've sold life insurance for a long time, 25 years, 26 years or so. And uh, back in the day when I started, a lot of people said uh, life insurance was one of those things where it's a piece of that investment pie, but you don't want to invest in permanent life insurance. And, you know, as the market has rebounded um, and it has its ebb and flows and a lot of the financial advisors out there and, you know, you hear all the time a lot of people, I'm not going to name any names, but there's a lot of people that absolutely can't stand life insurance. And they say, here's what you should do. Instead of buying that permanent, that whole life or that universal life, buy term insurance because they do recognize the fact that you need some protection for your family. But buy term insurance and the difference in that premium, because whole life and universal life, it's a permanent policy. It is going to generate a lot higher premium for you because a portion of that premium goes into investment accounts. You know, like, for example, whole life offers a lot of, um, uh, you know, paid up options. And there's some options with the permanent policies you don't get with the term policies. So they're saying, okay, so let's do this. Don't buy 
a whole life or permanent policy, take that difference and invest it in the market. Well, that's all well and good. You know, and I don't necessarily disagree with that with one exception. Are you really going to do that? And I know that we had uh, one of our radio shows that we did here um, several weeks ago is talking about the savings rates and the amount of people that have little to no savings. In fact, um, prior to the break, you were even mentioning, Chaz, how $10,000 isn't enough to, to retire on. Right. Well, a lot of people don't have that discipline to take that difference in the premium and invest it in the market. They find that saying, okay, I've got a little bit of extra cash. I got some life insurance. We need to, you know, update the house, the kitchen, whatever the case may be. And they don't discipline themselves to do that. One of the things that I will tell you, life insurance has, is one of the few investments that has always made money. A whole life policy has never lost money. I mean, just, it hasn't. It's one of those things. Now, you're not going to get rich off it, but it is a piece of an investment pie. You know, so there are a lot of advantages to life insurance. Just to go over a few of them. The death benefit is income tax-free. So any proceeds from life insurance are income tax-free. Now, that can be really huge, and you can use that as investments. You know, the, the, the survivors, the beneficiaries can use that as an investment. Absolutely. It also gives you an accelerated death benefit option. Part of the reason why they came out with these is I remember um, many, many years ago, there were some attorneys that got together, and they said, we have a way of helping people with critical and terminal illnesses by buying that life insurance policy. So what they did was they got together and they would buy the life insurance policy. You would, you would basically sign over the life insurance policy to them for, you know, let's just say um, 75% of the death benefit. They would pay the premium for you. They would be the owners and beneficiaries of that policy. And upon your death, they get the $100,000 and you've already cashed out 75 of it. Viatical settlement. Absolutely. Right? Well, the government and the powers that be said, you know, guys, that's a little morally unethical, and mm -hmm. they put a kibosh to that. So now those are actually writers that are legal writers that are actually in life insurance policies. To help offset long-term care costs. Too, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. You can cash out if you've got that, um, you know, that terminal illness, and, you know, you've got X number of months or days or weeks to live, you can actually cash in a little bit on your life insurance policy and pay off and don't pass those, those bills on to your beneficiaries. The other thing is the policies, the life insurance policies grow cash values. And you can borrow against those. I'm not saying that's always the best option, but it is an option where you can build up the cash values in these policies and use that money uh, I've had clients in the past that have had forty, fifty thousand dollars in cash. They've pulled some money out for a down payment on a house, uh, go on that um, Alaskan cruise, or you know that special vacation. So, you know, I don't life insurance for different uh, reasons. You know, it's I don't want to say that it's not an option for everybody because you know depending on your situation, it can be. 
I've always been a fan of life insurance for at least something to protect your family and your assets. You know, just remember, it's a piece of that investment pie. It's not the whole pie. And I think that a lot of people out there, uh, like, you know, my, myself from years ago prior to working with you guys, thought that life insurance was just that. You know, you, you live, you die, and then your beneficiary gets X amount of dollars. There are other ways where, where it can be used for, for different facets and, again, could be a, a valuable part of your retirement plan. But you don't know until you have that conversation with somebody who, who does this, who does the ins and outs, going back to what we said earlier, you know, not your Aunt Edna, you know, <laughs> as far as setting up and seeing how this could work for you. Yeah. 419-794-3030 is how you speak with America's Retirement Headquarters and, and see if a uh, life insurance can be a part of your retirement plan and also how much of it uh, you should utilize towards that plan. 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. So we're coming up on the end of the show, but I did uh, tee this up at the beginning. Who would you say is the better investor, you or your spouse? A study by SigFig found that not only do women earn better returns than men, they do it while actually taking less risk. And advisor Sally Krawcheck says there's still a certain amount of confusion about women's financial planning needs. We found that when women think about it, when men think about investing, they think about outperforming and winning and money and how much they can make. Women actually think about reaching their goals. If I invest, can I retire at the age of 65? Well, can I take the trip around the world in 10 years? Can I buy the house in five years? Um, but when they go to some of the traditional offerings, they're thinking buy the house and then they're met with, would you like a mutual fund or an ETF, right? So it was just so out of sync for them that they stood back. So guys, in your experience, do women and men really seem to approach investing and retirement planning differently? And, and is there a different way that you approach uh, the plan when it comes to helping female clients achieve their financial goals? Well, I can tell you this. We did a little survey around the office here and <laughs> talked to a couple of ladies here in the office, and um, they are much more focused. Um, they really drill down and pinpoint what they want to accomplish, and they're very focused on that and very disciplined on that. You know, we had a, a show here, I think the last show or maybe two shows ago, where we were talking about uh, discipline and buying an emotion. You know, I talked about the golf clubs and that, that, um, um, you know, for, for guys, I mean, we, she's absolutely right. You know, for me, I look at my account and I try to win. Mm -hmm. I want to win. I want to beat the odds. I want to, you know, beat the market. And, um, that doesn't happen very often as all of you out there know, but you know, the general consensus here in the office is ladies are a lot more disciplined they're focused they know what they want um they focus on on the the details and put it to bed so to speak and and know that what's going to happen is going to happen where the guys overthink things where we just look at it and overthink and look at this market and that market and in this fund and that fund um you know chaz you deal with Men and women, uh, they come to you for financial advice. Uh, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I think more so than any, you know, more so than anything, I think women know that the stakes are higher, typically for their financial well-being and future than men. And what I mean by that is there are some, to your point, Chris, there are some significantly different planning needs that go into planning retirement for women. Mm -hmm. Primarily, one is longevity. As we cited earlier in the segment, women tend to live longer. That's right. They have a higher chance of getting to 90 than the men. Uh, second is earnings gap. It, it, it's not any surprise, I think, that women typically make less money. Um, I think the tune is about 18% less than a man with just the same experience and time in the market, or time in the, the uh, workforce, I guess. 
And then the third is they tend to be the ones that people turn to when they get sick and have to take off of work and leaving work intermittently to take care of the health of a loved one or family or uh, friend or child. So those three hurdles, um, I think women just intrinsically know that they have to overcome when it comes to finances. And so it makes sense that they, to your point, maybe pay more attention and it's not a game, it's life. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, calling back to, uh, uh, you know, this past week was the all-star break and and the home run derby and then, you know, Guys, I, I can speak on, on behalf of, of us, you know, at the water cooler at the office. We like talking about, you know, how much we've won, you know, th- those yeah. home runs that we've hit at the stock market. There's mm-hmm. a reason why it's called the home run derby and there's not a singles and doubles derby because that's not as exciting. <laughs> Nobody cares. But, but here's the thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, home runs are exciting. Yes, singles and doubles, that's what gets you to the, the playoffs. That's what gets you those championships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and when it comes to the difference between men and women, it's not necessarily about, you know, getting those big gains, making those huge wins with the hot stock tip, but it is about what is secure, what is going to take care of me, what is going to get me into the postseason. And, uh, you know, I I was uh, hesitant going into this segment because it's three guys here on the mic, obviously, but but, but (laughs) talking about, you know, uh, men versus women, but uh, women are, you know, the fairer sex, they are the smarter sex when it comes to financial planning. And really, I I think, uh, you know, there should be probably a a, a good blend between there where it shouldn't be either or. But having that mindset of, yes, uh, it's fun to have those home runs, those those big gains in the market, but also having uh, enough stability there where, um, you know, you're going to be okay in retirement. Because when we talk about longevity, if we're talking 20, 30 years in retirement, there is money that, that you are not going to have to touch for 15 to 20 years and so you can think like a younger investor. You can kind of swing for the fences with those. But finding that right blend comes back to having a plan crafted specifically for you and your loved ones and your spouse. And that all starts with a phone call to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. It's 419-794-3030. We talked about previous shows a few times here on the show. You can check out previous editions of the show via podcast. Just search for America's Retirement Headquarters via whatever podcast medium you prefer, Google, Spotify, Apple. We're there. Uh, and this one will be there soon, just a minute, uh, because we've come to the end of another show. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you have an excellent week ahead of you. And uh, Chaz, Scott, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Well, thank you all for listening. And, Thanks, guys, um, for having me again. Yep. And I want to leave you with this. To get rich, you have to be making money while you sleep. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.